Mic check, mic check. How's everybody doing today? Hey, uh, I need y'all all to do me a favor. Can y'all take, can some of y'all come up a little closer? Yeah, J uh, fill in if you want. Oh, those are VIP? We, we well, y'all are very important Cl people, so Clifton and I up. understand that, and when you have two people on a microphone saying break. Yeah, just shift up. Y'all move on up. Y'all are very important people. This is my main man, June. June is running this room all day. Let's hear it for June. Let's give him a round of applause. And the beautiful, wonderful volunteer crew that are making this show run. And then if anybody that is VIP with a badge come, we're going to just make our own little section for them. <laughs> who's first, who, who's uh, first Comic-Con? Anybody's first Comic-Con? Okay. Who's been coming to Alamo City for years? Every year. All right. Okay. Best people in the room. My favorite people in the room. My new best friends. You're witnessing something very unique. Uh, my name is Moises. This is Clifton. Hi. Uh, he's an actually working stand-up. I just tell bad jokes and used to do stand-up. I'm what we call a quitter. Uh, and, and because of various schedule changes and everything, we found ourselves uh, both pretty much overlapped assigned to this. I've been on stage with our guest of honor today multiple times. And just meeting Clifton, I was like, so, I mean, if you want to do this, we can do this. And he said... It, it was almost like an East Coast, West Coast beef almost. And but there was no beef. It was like, like Austin-style brisket, and we just put it on the table and dug in. We're, we're going to tag team because, uh, I mean, are y'all fans of Paige? We're, we're big fans, so instead of rock, paper, scissors it, we just said we're going to tag team. Yeah, we're just going to have fun with it. And that, that level of energy, uh, I feel like... There's something there that wasn't there before. <laughs> See? See? We lost the mic. Oh, we got the mics back. We're going to pull out one chair. We're going to pull out one chair. And I think, uh, I think we're ready to go. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome to the stage. Do you think we can do this, San Antonio? Boys and girls. Do you think we can do this, San Antonio? You can we're do good. better than that, San Antonio. I think we're there. Yeah. I think we're there. Ladies and gentlemen, Paige O'Hara. Oh, wonderful. Hi, everybody. Thanks for coming. This is sort of an ad-lib uh, moment. We were supposed to be here. But thank you for joining me. The queen uh, <laughs> surrounded by her knights. Uh, I, I'll do a little bit of the housekeeping stuff. We've got a Q&A mic right here. If you have questions for Paige, come up here. Uh, there are two of us on stage, but between the two of us, there are not better questions with the two of us than there are out there in the crowd. So please get up here and ask Belle some questions. Uh, Clifton, you want to start off with Okay. Um, did you, were you always like, did you have to take some special acting classes before? Uh, doing yeah. voice acting, you yeah. mean? Actually, I started out as an actress when I was about five, six years old. I started acting class, and uh, I moved to New York when I was 17 and worked in the Broadway theater for, well, now it's been over 45 years. Okay. So um, I got my equity card when I was 17, and my first Broadway show, an off-Broadway show, I was very fortunate. I was very young. And uh, so I was, I was a Broadway actress and singer, and... That's what Alan and, and Howard Ashman wanted. They wanted Broadway performers in this movie. They essentially wrote Beauty and the Beast as a, as a Broadway musical on film. When you auditioned for Beauty and the Beast, did mm -hmm. you knew it was going to be as epic? Do you know, every, that's such a good question because you, you don't really know because essentially uh, animation had died. 
until Little Mermaid. And that was Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, you know, really begging, in a way, begging Disney Pictures to let them do their movie to the point that they actually put their own money into doing Little Mermaid. And once a the very smart investment. A very smart investment, <laughs> yes. And, uh, and then with the success of Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast was the big talk, and you know it, it had a bit very big hype, but we had no idea. Did you have any 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 advanced art, animatics, anything from what the look of the movie was going to be? Oh yes, yes. I mean, we we saw the initial drawings, and in, in fact, Belle, the image of Belle was drastically changed once I was cast, which was kind of <laughs> interesting. She um, she was kind of originally drawn to look like a young Angelina Jolie. I mean, she was so incredibly beautiful, it was almost unapproachable. And they said, we want her to be a little quirkier. We want to, you know, use your hair color and your eyes and uh, make her a little more approachable, is how they put it. What you're it. saying is they found a way to make her more beautiful. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Not quite, but that, you know, beauty comes from within. There you go. go going back okay. to uh, your childhood, as you were working in the theater, you were obviously a Broadway fan uh, beyond being steeped oh, yes. in it. What were you into? What did you love? What records did you listen to until oh they my were God. worn out? Uh, oh, my God. What were your favorites? Well, my favorite, well, Julie Andrews, of course, <laughs> and J Judy Garland was my favorite singer of all time. And I was a Mary Martin fanatic. And I actually ended up playing a lot of Mary's roles in revivals on Broadway. And uh, Mary was... I mean, I don't know how many of you know Mary Martin, but she was, they called her Magical Mary. She wasn't a great actress, she wasn't a great singer, she was just magical. And I first was introduced to Mary as when she played Peter Pan mm. on Broadway. And uh, she actually played Peter in her early 40s, which was unheard of, but I'm telling you, the woman was unbelievable. Oh. And actually, when I played Peter Pan, they were again copying Mary's <laughs> career. I was in my 40s flying as Peter Pan, but it's... Uh, those are my three favorites. I listened to all the show albums, every single one of them. I knew all of them, all there, the Broadway shows. There are so many fascinating concepts that are out on Broadway here now and here recently in, in the last few years. Uh, what has particularly captivated you? I mean, a, an easy answer for a lot of people seems to be Hamilton, uh, and you know, it, it's a testament to how great the show is. But what is it about modern Broadway that speaks to you, that fascinates you, that makes you want to go out to the theater? But you know, it's interesting. I, the modern Broadway composers now, and, and Stephen Schwartz has been around a long time, oh, yeah. but he's kind of been reinvented the, now. The, the new kid on the block. The new kid on the block. And actually, you know, Stephen Schwartz, interesting story. He, you know, he'd written, um, I mean, so many hit shows, and then he couldn't get a job. So he literally left the theater, and Alan Menken called him up and said, would you write with me on Pocahontas? And he got back in the theater, and then next thing you know, he's written Wicked. And uh, he's back in the, you know, I, I'm a huge fan, as you can tell. I'm Stephen Schwartz and Wicked. My husband, however, with Hamilton, my husband is a guy that doesn't cry, or hardly ever. And we were at Hamilton, and like four times during the, the show, I mean, my husband's like tearing up. Oh, what everything. is it that got him? What is it that really like tugged the heartstrings? I don't know. Michael, you'll be right there. Where are you? This is where <laughs> I embarrass Michael. Michael. Michael hates it when I do this. I Michael hates it when I do this. Robin Benson <laughs> hates it. Just so you know, my husband was a Broadway guy. <laughs> <laughs> Michael played the Beast in Broadway, so he's, nice. he's a Broadway actor-singer, too. True story. True story. Yeah. I've always wanted to play the Beast. The closest I've gotten to playing the Beast is Edward Rochester in Jane Eyre the Musical. And I <laughs> passed up an opportunity to audition to play the Beast to sign the contract that ended up making it so that I was on stage with Paige and Aww. Jody and various other princesses this year oh, because thanks. that was just as much of a bucket list thing. Well, <laughs> well you know that you're going to end up playing the I'll Beast too. You'll do both. 
Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> we got people up at the mic. Oh, yes, yes. On stage, I mean, it, it, it is obviously a Broadway musical intro song, and on stage when you're doing that, you have that ability to interact with the actors and the other singers right. and dancing and the whole choreography. How does that translate to the sound room when you're recording well, you know, for all, now they pretty much are by yourself for most mm -hmm. of these. Now with Howard Ashman and Alan Menken, they wanted us live with the orchestra. Okay. And so Angela Lansbury was there, and 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 uh, the chorus, the chorus of Beauty and the Beast were a list of Broadway stars. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're talking major people who starred on Broadway. They just wanted to be a part of it. So I'd see, you know, George Dvorsky and Judy Kay and these people standing over at the side doing those lines. <laughs> so we all kind of were creating it only with the confines of having to be, you know, still in front of the mic. Of course, my mic when I recorded it was like here. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah. And then when I did the beginning, like little town, it's quiet village, was really soft. And then when we, it was really interesting. But normally it's really hard for people, but we were actually together. So oh. that was very smart on their part. Yeah, it, it, it definitely comes through because it, like yeah. I said, it, it really feels like you're watching a stage production as opposed to something that's all cut together. And you know what? Howard Ashman told Alan, we cannot present this to Disney Pictures. They're gonna, they're gonna kick us out. They're gonna think we're out of our minds because nobody had done a seven minute opening before. And Alan said, "You got to trust me on this, man. This is gonna. This is it. We have to do it this way." It's, so it's Alan, the, it's the best good for him. Yeah, and that yeah. I mean that paved the way for what the Lion King was right. able to do. <coughs> Absolutely, and it, it changed the face of Disney animation. It sure did, forever and ever. It's for sure because a lot of them, even now, twenty years later, are still using yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's a hey, it's a good gimmick. Use it exactly. <laughs> did, did everything yeah. revamp for you whenever like social media, YouTube, Instagram <laughs> came out? Like, you or know, or have, you, have you found it yourself to be social media shy? <laughs> I'm social media shy. <laughs> I definitely am. You know, I'm such an old school person. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I, I have a, I have friends that help me with Facebook and that kind okay, of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, <laughs> it's all good. I like it's the idea. I, I like I the idea of Belle living in the present, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, with her physical books and handwritten letters. I do. I mean, I, I still, I, I have a Kindle, but I can't read off of it. I don't like it. I want, I want the real book in front of me and I in my library when I finish it. I just realized since since last I saw you, I finally went to Disney World for the first time, no. and in one of the stores, I saw some Paige O'Hara work. You do some work with Disney that I don't think a lot of people are that aware of. Yes, I was actually signed as an artist with Disney um, about nine years ago. So I'm with Disney Fine Art and I paint Beauty and the Beast quite a bit. And now I've segued into Lion King and painting the other princesses. And I'm loving it. Um, I will say t that Tiana is my favorite She's to, amazing. to paint. I love painting her. Um, I've done like three of her. Um, the hardest one, oddly enough, is Rapunzel. <laughs> She's tough. All that stupid hair. <laughs> it's not the hair, it's the eyes are so big. Yeah. It's like, this is wrong. But, <laughs> but I love her, but I, it was hard to paint. But anyway, I love it. I love, I love painting. I've always painted. I used to sell my paintings in the streets of New York to pay my rent, you know, when I was a teenager. And uh, I'd paint watercolors, and now I've segued into oils. They're much more forgiving if you make a mistake. So, <laughs> but I love it. What is your favorite food? 
My favorite food? Favorite food, yeah. Food. What, what a thing to ask right after lunch. <clears throat> wow. What were you thinking about while you were eating lunch, going, ooh, if only it were this? I, you know what? I've never been a food person. Um, I've been an, a vegetarian for 25 years. And in fact, my husband today, I, there was nothing for me to eat in the green room, so he, uh, no, he's used to it. <laughs> I just love veggies. I love vegetables. and I, I love potatoes. I love, you know, the cheese, the fattening stuff, you know. <laughs> the stuff that makes life worth living. I think probably, all right, if I had to pick a favorite, uh, I'd say gnocchi with tomato sauce. Oh. Nice. All right, I know what dinner is. Uh, <laughs> is gonna What's be your future. favorite food? You didn't tell me your favorite. Got to think about it. Oh, look at that. <laughs> a asks the question, doesn't, doesn't have an answer when he gets turned around on him. Uh, Too busy playing Minecraft, huh? <laughs> Tacos? Tacos. Barbacoa. Oh. oh, my husband and you get along great. <laughs> Do you have to like drink certain liquids or certain foods to keep the voice? Like you know, uh, it's uh, you kind of try to avoid dairy before you sing. You okay. know, but <laughs> I haven't really been singing that much. I've been, you know, I'm I'm going to get back on stage for a brief thing in December, so I have to start vocalizing uh, when I get home. Yeah. December where? At Las Vegas um, with an orchestra. You're, you're warming up the stage for Britney Spears. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Oh no, it's gonna be like a 15-minute segment of Broadway and Disney music, so that'll be fun. Okay. All right. Thank you. I'm yeah, nervous. I guess, uh, I'm so nervous because I just haven't been singing. I've been, you know, I've been working so hard with my uh, my painting, and uh, a lot of my fans know that I've been struggling with stage fright for years, and it got it got worse and worse as I've gotten older, which is crazy. I've got more experience now, but I think it comes from. Just wanting every note to be perfect. I think I, I actually, like my husband said, the six inches you get in your own way. <laughs> Let that go and just go out there and sing and have fun. So I'm, I'm going to try to do that. Hi. Thank you for coming here. Thank awesome you. Shirt. I love your shirt. Yeah. Thank you. Um, my question is, did you get to work with Emma Watson for the live action show? Uh. And then second, could you maybe say to everybody one of your favorite lines from Oh, of course. Of course. Uh, well, I didn't get to work with Emma, but we had a gr past messages back and forth through Don Hahn, who you know, and uh, Emma was terrified to sing, and I just kept sending messages through Don mm -hmm. to give her the confidence, and she turned out to do a beautiful job. She'd never sung before, and Dan Stevens hadn't either. That was their first time. And uh, we had quite the, the moment that we met was at the premiere and Emma was literally about where you are and across through, Paige, oh my God! <laughs> and it was like, so we like hugged and talked and uh, it was really quite a special night for me, you know? And, and I thanked her because she, she put a line in that I had ad-libbed 28 years earlier, which is at the very end of the movie when he turns into the prince. And I had ad-libbed when she's touching his chin. Do you think you could grow a beard? And she put it in, and she didn't realize that I, that was one of my lines that I had made up. They knew someone had come up with it. But in terms of lines from the original movie, I like, Gaston, you're positively primeval. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite. <coughs> oh, a Mandalorian. Watch out. All right, so I'm a big fan, and I would just like to know, um, what's just out of all of your experience um, being Belle, what's been your favorite part of it all? Really, like things like this, where I can meet the fans and, and they tell me their stories and um, 
how the movie affected them. A lot of times, mom and dad, you know, child relationships, grandparents. I hear a lot of that, and it's just really kind of wonderful to be able to to be a part of that. That gave that kind of enjoyment to kids and made an influence. It was so important to Linda Wolverton and to Disney that they created a heroine finally that was one of strength and of, of intelligence and unselfish and just something that's a new genre of a stronger image for a princess. And consequently, look what happened after that, you know, Tiana and Mulan and, oh my God, Moana. So, yeah, I mean, all of them really went to another level. So having just to be a part of that is my favorite. Well, Belle's my favorite, so thank you. <laughs> oh, <great>. thank you. <laughs> you. You brought up your colleagues, your fellow princesses, uh, and you probably know where I'm leading in a second, yes. but before I get to that, uh, you mentioned Tiana. And Tiana, I, uh, yeah. I listened to Almost There, Almost There and just start weeping, uh, and I feel like there are little pockets of interesting things throughout all the princess movies mm -hmm. that are underappreciated that... You know, we don't always rewatch all of these movies right. as often as maybe we watch Beauty and the Beast, as right. often as we watch Little Mermaid. Um, I know that you have a particular affection for Mulan. For uh, yeah. I mean, something I, I found kind of surprising, but now I mean, now that I know you a little better, it doesn't surprise <coughs> me at all. But what, what are some of the things that you have taken from being a fan of of your 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 coworkers' work? Well, you know, I told I kid about this, but it's true. I mean, Mulan had me take up kickboxing. You know, <laughs> I wanted to be a warrior like her. <laughs> and I keep telling Disney they got to have me play Scarlett Johansson's mom so we can have a session. Woohoo! <laughs> 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 yeah, um, they've encouraged me with my athletic side. <laughs> Belle encourages my intellectual side. But I love them all for different reasons. I love all their personalities and I love to paint them. And when I'm successful painting them is when I capture their emotion and their personality. It's, some of them may not be perfect in terms of everything of the painting, but if I capture the emotion, then I've succeeded. So, I mean, there were literally four paintings I threw in the garbage of Rapunzel that I was like, I'm not capturing any emotion. I literally stopped painting it, went back, watched the movie, and then it was like, boom, I got it. I got it, I know what to do, so. I got, I got one more and I'll, I'll stop being selfish mm -hmm. and throw it back over to Clifton. Um, mentioned your, your colleagues, your fellow princesses in the girl gang. Yeah. Uh, I, I had the pleasure and the privilege in Toronto a couple months ago. Uh, Jody was there, and Disney came and showed the whole princess scene from Wreck-It Ralph 2. Oh, my gosh. And you guys have no... You think you've seen it, but there are some other <laughs> little details, other little bits that are just an absolute scream. You mentioned earlier that you're, you're doing a lot of recording solo at this point. I don't imagine they got all... 20 of you, however many of them there are. Do you are know what? We room. did have a party, though. You we did? Got, yes. We had a party where I all hope of us got together. Footage. It was at D23. Oh. And um, <clears throat> there was a dinner party, and all of us met and laughed, and Josh Gad kind of crashed it. And <laughs> it was very That's funny. Very, it was very on brand for him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great. We had a great time. And we're going to all be together on November 5th for the opening. It's a premiere, special Getting premiere. everybody together for the premiere. I am told they're all coming. I'm that is so. going to be the photo op to end all photo ops. I know. I can't wait. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Getting Adina there is going to be the hard part. When did your, when did your family <coughs> realize, okay, this is what she's going to do? Like, this is, uh, this is she, she, she's made it. Like, she does, were they supportive funny. or were they trying to talk you into, like? Yeah, my mom was actually, she taught Shakespeare. Oh, and so she. Yeah, but <laughs> she, um. But she, you know, was mad when I turned down a full scholarship at the at the Conservatory of Music in Cincinnati. I but I had been studying 
my whole life, and, and under her too, in performing arts okay. high school, as well as children's theater. And I, I wanted to study privately when I went to New York, and I got the greatest teachers, Joanna Merlin, oh my gosh, and my voice teacher, Elizabeth Howard, um, been with me, since I'm 62, and she's still my voice teacher from 17. Nice. So, um, but my parents said, they, my, my parents had plenty of money to give me, but they wouldn't give it to me. They said, here's $300, go do it. And so they wanted me to struggle. They wanted to see what I was made of and how much I was committed to it. And uh, it was hard at times. My sisters would come visit and start crying. Oh my gosh, you're like, we're so <laughs> poor in this apartment. <laughs> it's like, it's a, what are you talking about? It's a beautiful apartment. You know, my little crates and stuff, you know, I made little. Little efficiency. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I think they really realized, they thought I'd really made it when they saw me star in Showboat on Broadway. That cool, was cool, kind of cool. the, that was the, the night my, my parents said, okay, you All made right. the right choice. So. <laughs> um, I was wondering, what was your favorite scene from the movie? I'm really, my, my heart is full for the something there sequence. Because, and then, then it segues into that magnificent, of course, the ballroom. But that scene, uh, Howard Ashman and Kirk and Gary and I talked about that, that we wanted Belle to, at that moment, when the beast has the little bird in his hand and, and he smiles and she runs behind the tree, that's the moment she realizes she's in love. And if you look closely at the animation, Mark Hinn, who animated Belle, she, her skin turns really pink. She does have a blushing moment when she's singing the new and a bit alarming, you know, that moment. It's she's definitely blushing. But it's that scene. It's, it's my favorite. Mm -hmm. Hi, I was wondering how you deal with stage fright and such. I perform a bit myself and I've got that myself. Hard. Uh, it is hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I for me, if I'm the more prepared I am, the better I can handle it. Like if I, I can't be I can't stand to be thrown into something and not have enough rehearsal or be prepared. Um, but I also can over-prepare sometimes uh, to the point that, you know, it's like enough already. Just let it happen. Um, I know that Cher said something to Barbara Streisand recently. Um, Barbara came up to Cher, this is in Las Vegas, and she said, how can you still sing live? How can you do that? And Cher says, because I still can. <laughs> <laughs> and Barbara said, don't you get afraid that you're not going to sound you know, like you? She said, if I do, I do. They love the way I sound, and I love my audience. And it, it kind of hit me, a core in me, when I heard that. And I was thinking, you know, Cher's pretty smart, after all, isn't she? You know? But I'm more the neurotic person, like Barbara. <laughs> <laughs> I was also wondering if there's a difference between singing and voice acting, and like, like preparing for that and preparing for like Broadway. Mm -hmm. If there's a difference between the two. Um. Truly, voice acting is more like like doing a movie. It's much more subtle, you know, when you're doing it. But then they, and they filmed us when we, you know, did the film. I mean, th that's why Belle and all the all the characters have the you know nuances because the animators would look at the tapes all day and then take from you, you know, what you give to it. But oh, I would compare it more to film acting than stage acting. Stage acting, you have to be able to read to the balcony and the back wall, you know. When I first started performing in New York, we didn't have microphones. I mean, Carnegie Hall revivals, I did it of Jerome Kern revivals. It was full orchestra and no mics, not even floor mics. So you had to fill the theater. <laughs> but we've gotten kind of spoiled now wearing these mics. It's kind of <laughs> oh, a nice luxury. 
Thank you. You mentioned <coughs> Howard Ashman earlier, and uh, I, I've, I've come to love hearing stories about Howard Ashman, even if they're stories that I've heard versions of or heard, heard all of before. Does everybody know the Howard Ashman story uh, as it relates to Beauty and the Beast specifically? This magnificent man who we owe these amazing movies <coughs> and this amazing music to didn't see the final product of this movie. Um, but he is the reason that we have it. He is the reason that it has the spirit that it does. And Thank you for bringing that up because it's so important. Because in the last 28, 30 years, 30 years for Little Mermaid coming out in January, his first film with, that with them, if that, if that hadn't happened, you wouldn't have had Lion King and all these other movies since then. You wouldn't have had a Beauty and the Beast. All of these films were because Howard Ashman and Alan Menken paved the way. And, and I would say that Howard's vision, he had a single vision of what it was supposed to be. And at first we had a couple problems, but then all the animators, all the writers, the directors, the actors, we all came together and we all found ourselves kind of mesmerized by Howard Ashman and what his vision was. And we all just went with it 100% didn't fight him on any of his craziness. We all just said, it's yours. Do what you want. And when Disney Pictures finally did that, Jeffrey Katzenberg and Michael Eisner, when they finally just let him loose and do what he wanted, that's the, that's the magic of this film. It's all Howard Ashman in it. You also mentioned Don Hahn, who I, <coughs> I had the absolute honor and pleasure of meeting <laughs> when he came to South by Southwest in Austin with a documentary called Waking Sleeping Beauty, which is about this whole phase of Disney yes. animation. And those of you who don't know, I'm sure you all know Don Hahn, but Don Hahn produced Beauty and the Beast and Lion King. And he's right now in Europe uh, doing Maleficent 2, <laughs> which I love Maleficent, so <laughs> I get all the scoop on that. <laughs> you know, d uh, we, we owe also, we, also uh, we owe so much to Don, and producers, you know, sometimes producers get a lot of credit that yeah. doesn't relate to what they actually did. But Don Hahn is one of those real workman producers who is, is the reason that things get pushed through, and the yeah. voices of people like Howard Ashman and Alan Menken get listened to what what was it like working with Don on Beauty and the Beast in the first place what what was his presence like you know when you were going in for recording sessions was he was he around was he a uh, he was always around but he he kind of kept quiet if he had a, an idea about something he wanted changed he would never say it to the actor I don't like that you did that or whatever it would quietly go to Howard for example there was a scene the, the scene for Be Our Guest initially was sung to Maurice and Howard was like, this is such a huge mistake. You've got to change this. And he was the one that pointed it out. There was another scene with the, with the wolves and Beast. And Beast was actually too, beat up the wolves too much. And it was, uh, it was upsetting. Was yeah, it was really <laughs> upsetting to watch it on the storyboard. So he would quietly just go and, and say, this needs to be done. And he always says, my husband Michael and I crack up. He says, I, I don't do much, Paige. Don Hahn says, I just hire, hire great people and let them do their thing. And it's like, you're so humble. <laughs> oh, my God. It's not that at all. <laughs> but he's, he's brilliant. He really is. He's always been encouraging. And he thinks I'm psychic. This, I never told this story. Oh, exclusive. <laughs> exclusive. Breaking news. <laughs> Pull yeah. up your Instagram <laughs> stories. Here we go. We were, on, we were on the Disney jet. I got to go on a Disney jet. Oh, my God. It was so cool. I love that there actually is a Disney is jet. A Disney I mean, you kind of think probably <coughs> exists, right? But oh, I mean, the, the, the bathroom had the little Mickey handles on the washing sink. <laughs> and, 
was so cool. Everything was like Mickey heads everywhere. Sounds better than Air Force One. Oh, it was <laughs> I agree, it was. <laughs> but on that, I don't know where this came from, but I said, so are you going to have a boy or a girl, you and your wife? And he said, what? I said, oh, I thought you were pregnant, your, your wife. I thought she was pregnant. Uh, not that I know of. He calls me two days later, and his wife says, I'm having a baby. <laughs> wow. And he said, how did you know that? I said, I wish I could, like, zone in on that ability, you know, that just came <laughs> off, you know, out of left field. You know, there are people who have that gift, but anyway. So he thinks I'm a psychic. That's okay. Let him think, though. Stage fright. Oh I boy, know. what you a thing! Want to help me? Well, uh, you know what? Hold on. I don't. Paige, let me let me add. You know. Okay. You let me. Right. You mentioned you mentioned something uh, specific that means a lot to you. Uh, it's short. Do you feel like you can do the eight lines of something there if I do the four in between? I got the lyrics. Oh, we could do. We could do. There goes the bakery, and you could do it with me. Oh God. Oh. Oh. No. And everybody just joins on in. Okay, we'll do something there. Okay. Something there. All right. Okay. You know the words. You don't need them. I need them because I'm terrified. Okay. Ready? There's something sweet and almost kind. Oh wow. But he was mean and he was coarse and unrefined, and now he's dear and so unsure. I wonder why I didn't see it there before. She glanced this way, I thought I saw. And when we touched, she didn't shudder at my paw. No, it can't be, I'll just ignore. But then she's never looked at me that way before. <laughs> New and a bit alarming. Who'd have ever thought that this could be true? That he's no Prince Charming, <laughs> but there's something in him that I simply didn't see. All right, guys. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, San Antonio. I can die happy. Oh. You know what? Wow. Thank you. Wow. It's, uh, that was exclusive, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Scary. I looked up the lyrics before we, before we, we <laughs> came over here because I thought, oh, I'll, I'll do something jokey at the beginning. And, uh, yeah, the, uh, look, I'm glad I didn't audition for the part because I just got to play Beast opposite the original, the one, the only <laughs> bell. Thank so I'm you, good. Honey. I'm good. I'm going to put that on the resume, there and I'll say go. it's on 17 people's awesome. YouTube feeds. <laughs> You're back. Was there ice cream on the Disney jet? Was there ice cream on the Disney jet? <laughs> this is very important. Well, they would not bring it to the voice actors because it would make your voice get all messed up because you're not supposed to have um, dairy. S but after you finish the day's work, oh, yeah, as much as you want. Hot fudge the whole bit. Hi, it's so nice to meet you, first of all. Um, and my question is, um, what was it like to work with Ellen Mankin? Um, I know the... Um, the music he did for Beauty and the Beast was right in the middle of these massive, you know, massive um, scores for mm -hmm. 
Little Mermaid and oh, Pocahontas. So what was it like for you to get to work with Alan Menken? And if you could tell us a little bit about what he's like. Oh, Alan, he's, he's amazing and uh, very funny, very witty. And he and they, were, uh, they were both, I mean, Howard and Jerry Witty, they're just opposites. It's like, you know, the odd couple, you know, <laughs> <laughs> really, truthfully. But they complemented each other in that way. And Alan, Alan was very, he would be very methodical for certain things, and then he would hear something. We all thought it was brilliant. He'd say, no, no, it's garbage. And he'd come back five minutes later, and he's rewritten this whole segment of music, and it's like, like goosebump time. I mean, he's, he's, they're both geniuses in their own different ways. And Alan was the one that really, because Howard got his way 99.9% .9 of the time. <laughs> but how Alan is the one that got his way on the bell song in the opening. He said, be quiet. We're pitching it, all seven and a half minutes of it. We're doing it. And so he, when he had to take charge and put his foot down with Howard, he did. And Howard would just kind of roll his eyes and <laughs> la-di-da, you know. They were amazing to work. And Alan, I don't know if you've seen him. He's still the same. He's like a little kid. He still <laughs> never grows up. I call him Peter Pan. <laughs> <laughs> he really is like a little kid who never grew up. Thank you. Thank you. You have done a bunch of conventions now uh, alongside your, your princess colleagues, as it were. Are there any that you have become closer with since joining that, uh, you know, being part of that sisterhood? Are there oh, are there yeah. friends that were friends before you were you know big names and big lights? Are there any beefs? <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. Do you yeah. and Cinderella need to just like have it out? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a well, there yeah, there is one beef, but I'm not gonna talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's not a princess; it's someone else. No, I've uh, I've actually always been. You just really hate Gilbert Godfrey, <laughs> you know? Exactly. How did you guess? No, no, he's no. a delightful man. I love him. Um, Jody Benson and I have known each other back since 1980, and I, I knew her husband, Ray, before they got together. Uh, Ray and I did the Broadway back revival. Back when there was a bright golden haze on the meadow. Very good. Yeah. Very good. You, are, you do want to do Broadway. You God, Broadway. I miss I it. I've, yeah, I haven't acted in 10 years. But, well, I'll tell <laughs> you. Which explains everything that I keep doing <laughs> on stage. I did the Broadway revival with Billy Hammerstein directing, <laughs> the original Jay Blackton conducting, mm. And the original choreographer, Agnes DeMille. And um, that was quite quite a thing for me as a young kid to play Ado Annie. I was Ado Annie in the revival with the national tour. And Ray Benson, Jody's future husband, kept talking about Jody this, Jody that. And I finally realized who it was. <laughs> and all right, the rest Shut is history. Shut up about this Jody girl, Robbie. You're supposed to be <laughs> smooching on me on stage. Come on, man. Oh, he, he, had, a, he had it bad. And they're still, still together. So I knew Jody, and uh, the one I've gotten really close to is Linda Larkin, mm. and uh, she's like my sister now. We're really close. And I want to get to know Anika Nonim more. Um, we did the, the D23. She just cracks me up, oh. and that that woman I think possesses. You haven't even seen this much of what the talent that woman has. I mean, it's she's, she's really off the charts. Extraordinary. She really is. She really is. Anika Nani is, uh, is one of the greatest singer actresses I've ever seen. No, get back up to oh, the microphone. I love you. Come no, dude, you make, you make our job so easy because you're good at this. Um, what was the favorite question you, that you answered today? <laughs> favorite question that you answered today? Oh, my God. I think your ice cream one. <laughs> <laughs> See, I told you it'd be worth it. Uh, Look, no, we, we've, uh, we've got just Favorite a, food? 
We've got a, a couple minutes left. Um, <coughs> Paige, are you going to be back at your table after this? Yes. Okay, she'll be back at her table. If you haven't gone to see her, go see her. If you have gone to see her, go through the line for a second time. Just like ice cream, <laughs> you can never get too much Paige O'Hara. Oh. Um, Do you have any other questions, anybody? 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 Oh, oh, there we go. Okay, first, thank you very much uh, for your role in the movie. Bookworm for the bookworm. <laughs> thank you. As I've gotten made fun of at work for. I love um, you. Bookworms, we love them. And I have Belle on my desk. Um, if other than Beauty and the Beast, what Disney songs do you love or would you have loved to perform? Ooh. Oh, from other than Beauty and the Beast? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Disney songs or just songs? In Disney songs in Both. particular. Disney songs, well, I love doing some of the Stephen Short stuff. The Colors of the Wind mm -hmm. and, and uh, um, oh, I love them all. I mean, I d how can you not? It's, yeah, it is hard to I pick mean, one. I <laughs> And I love the Aladdin songs. I've actually oh got yeah. I got yeah. to sing with people. Bryson, we sang on a TV special for the sky the skating special, ice skating, and we were freezing to death trying to <laughs> sing because you know I was in a gown like this, arms you know, I was like this. <laughs> uh, unbelievable song. <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> indescribable feelings. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> He's so right. Listen to these songs one or two times. Oh my, that was so crazy that afternoon. I have to tell you this really fast story. Yeah. We, they sent, we were going to be singing to a track, right? And they, s instead of sending the, the Pivo Celine track, they sent Angela Lansbury's track for us <laughs> to sing to. And we were both like, you know, she's a bass, you know, compared to us. I mean, like a, a minor fifth difference in key. So the people's like calling Michael Eisner, saying, "What are we gonna do?" But they figured it all out. We literally sang to someone's cassette tape <laughs> for the ice special, <laughs> and it was it was it was quite an event. I, I was not really thrilled with my voice on that special because I was freezing to death and I had like no rehearsal. But there again. All right, thank you. Another story. <laughs> Chalk it up. We wanted to know who your favorite Disney prince is. Wow, what a question <laughs> to ask. Uh. Like, this will be all over the internet. Beast. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> Easy peasy. Of course. No, definitely the beast. Um, I don't have a question. I just wanted to let you know how much Beauty and the Beast means to me. Thank you. And, um, I, well, I actually do have a question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, which song do you like from Beauty and the Beast? Little Mermaid. Oh, man, I love them all. I love Part of Your World. I mean, how could you not love that song? It's genius. It's, to me, that song is all Howard. There are certain moments with Ariel and with Belle that we just say those are all Howard moments. For Belle, it was, I want adventure in the great wide somewhere, which she does on the mountain, the whole so sound of music thing that we call it. <laughs> that was pure Howard. Part of your world is Howard. And so I'd have to say that. Okay. If Thank you. If you really love part of your world, I don't know why I'm saying this, but you might want to go to Jody's panel tomorrow at noon. <laughs> You'll do enjoy it. I don't know why I'm saying like this. You'll enjoy it. Like the kids in your family, do they, do they trip out to the, like, that, like when you show them the movie? When you they know, find it's, out funny, that's you? it's funny. It's funny. I have lots of nieces and nephews. Michael and I, we tried to have kids. We couldn't. But we raised my, my great niece, Jade, from the time she was born till she was like five. Mm -hmm. And she didn't quite get it, but the movie had come out, and I had the DVD on the. And she, nev she had never really said anything. She was like a year and a half old. And one day, she literally 
kind of hopped up and walked, crawled, hopped up and walked, and went to the screen, Auntie Paige, and put, oh. her, hand, and put her hand on the television screen, Auntie Paige, Auntie Paige. So she finally got it. She's now 21. And, uh, <laughs> um, and you remind her of this story once a year at least. Yes, and I, remi and I reminded her when she had seen Beauty and the Beast a million times after that and realized it was Auntie Paige. I remember one day coming home from the studio, and she said, Auntie Paige, could you do Cinderella? <laughs> She wanted me to be Cinderella. I was like, oh, Belle's not good enough anymore. <laughs> 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 I give her a hard time about that now, as I'm paying for her college. <laughs> <laughs> we got just a couple minutes left. We can okay. get to both of you. Let's do it. Okay. So does the House of Mouse ever punish you if you say something negative about them? I'm curious. The House of Mouse ever punish what? Do they ever, like, you know, like, have a gun to your head or basically, like, if you <laughs> criticize them for something? Is it ever a... Paige, we're always watching. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> well, yes. I will give you an example. Michael and I did the f art festival at Disney World last year, and I was there as an artist with Disney Fine Art and as Belle, and they'd publicized me through the TV and all of that. And during the signing, I had a woman come up to me and tap me on the shoulder, and she said, come here, please. I was like, well, what is it? What's the matter? She said, your sports bra is showing. They don't allow a sports bra to show at Disney uh, for the princesses. <laughs> I was like, you've got to be it's kidding me. It's the 431st law of Disney <laughs> princess. <laughs> I don't you laughing. know? Didn't you study, Paige? I, I know. I thought she was joking. I mean, everybody wears these. You know, it, had, it was hot. It was like 100 degrees out there. She mm -hmm. said, no, no, we have to hide that. Is that okay? And I said, sure, go ahead. So she put tape on my blouse against my sports bra so it wouldn't show. That, but that's, that's, isn't that crazy? Is, am I crazy? Is that crazy? <laughs> I said, you're worried about a 62-year-old woman's sports bra showing. <laughs> what will people think when they what realize they you're think? human? <laughs> <laughs> but no, they treat us very well. I will come back to your question. The House How of Mouse is like really to good be on to me. Stage? What, sweetie? How does it feel like to be on stage? on stage oh man the first time I actually this is a whole circle my first r r lead role was Cinderella in children's theater and I was nine and I just remember throwing up and throwing up and throwing <laughs> up and then finally getting on stage and then it was all over and it was a blur it was like a, a this whole dream had happened and then when I got to the second and third performances I finally enjoyed that you know um, but there's nothing more magical as much as I love film work and everything else and voice work, there's nothing more magical than being on a stage with a live audience and a really great musical and a great role. And are you thinking of going into the business? Yeah. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good Smart <choice>. girl. <laughs> Ten points to Gryffindor. Uh, what do you love to do? Dark arts, paint. potions. No. No. Paint. Paint. She's a painter. Oh, you're an artist. Do you have a favorite artist? Or do you have a few favorites? <laughs> have you she hasn't made up her mind yet. Oh, you, well, that's how I was at your age. I, I love John Singer Sargent and Turner and Da Vinci. and oh, There are all so many great ones. Do you love to paint watercolor, oil, or acrylic? Acrylic. Acrylic? Good for you. All most of the Disney artists paint acrylic. Are you coming to the show tomorrow? You're not? I was going to say, if you're coming to the show tomorrow, you should bring some of your stuff and show it to Paige. Oh. Do you want to come to the show tomorrow? No. She can't. <laughs> no, she's like, no, no. I love you. You're no, so today, honest. today was all I needed. That's the thing. Is that kind of straightforward honesty is a rare thing in kids these I days. I love that about you. 
Good luck with your art, sweetie pie. <laughs> so we're, we're just a little bit past time. A couple little administrative things right here in the same room. Uh, at 4 o'clock, we've got the cast of The Office. At 5 o'clock, we have the cast of E.T. Uh, 5 o'clock, we've also got Arnold Schwarzenegger down in, in, uh, in panel room A, if you're wanting to try to squeeze in there and get terminated by the greatest Q&A of all time. Um, was this fun? <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Okay. All right, good. I, I, I think this was the greatest Q&A of all time. Yeah, I think so. Oh, thank you, honey. <laughs> Thanks, you guys, so much. I love you so much. Let's thank hear it one more time for Paige O'Hara, everybody. <laughs> and if you haven't, go by her table and get your autograph and picture, okay? 